Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So about Michael Jordan. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast, and today we will be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and how they can be better, how their rotations can be better. Um, today, we will not have Chris on this podcast because he has COVID and he's still recovering, so shout out to Chris for, you know, hopefully he recovers healthy and uh, recording this after Christmas or in a general sense after Christmas, so uh merry christmas to everybody happy holidays uh it's a unique time of year with christmas and new year's coming around the corner so coming around the corner next week so yeah today we're talking about the los angeles lakers now if you guys have been listening to our podcast which hopefully you have been we have talked about many times the frank vogel the los angeles lakers rotation sucks they can't rotate players to save their lives and they're just not that good at it. Okay. So, all right, Jason. Tell me how you would do it. All right. I'll tell you how you do it. Let's talk about the team here. You have a LeBron James. What do you do when LeBron James is on the floor? You put as many skilled scorers as you can on the floor at one time. That fit well together. Okay. Russell Westbrook. He just needs shooters. Okay. Why? Drive and kick has worked for a very long time. This guy's won MVPs by drive and kick. So do you just need shooters? When he kicks, they hit the shot. It's not overly complicated. Okay. Now, you have Anthony Davis in this lineup, too. You have to figure out balancing who's the right fits on the lineup, who brings what we need, those type of things. Okay? So, and another thing we should always do is there should not be a single second of an NBA basketball game where LeBron or Russell Westbrook is off the floor. That would be ridiculous. That would be stupid. That would be not thought through and really putting things together. Okay. So we're talking about that. And you have to really think creatively what your talent is and realize what you are as a team. Now, Frank Vogel is a defensive-minded coach. And he is trying to put the pieces in there to run a great defense in his mind. 
but he does not achieve the offensive balance that is so needed. Because what this Lakers team can do is have 48 minutes of death. You have Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis to draw fouls all game long. You have Carmelo Anthony, who's savvy veteran, draw fouls. Isaiah Thomas, savvy veteran, draws fouls. Okay, you put all these guys together. What's your strength? Getting to the penalty. You get people to the penalty and get to, to the free throw line. So now, when you're guarding LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook in the last four minutes in the fourth quarter, you can't touch them because you're already in the penalty. And that's the brilliance and the gift and the dominance that can be had. This team can physically dominate others. No question about it. That's their gift. It's that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook's impact on a basketball game and how they play is very similar. They both are top five, top ten greatest drivers and passing to perimeter shooters ever to play basketball. LeBron's the greatest ever at it. Russell Westbrook's in that top ten. As Russell Westbrook's aged under the radar, he has started making better passes. It's no longer super fluff stats. Um, his assist numbers. It's a lot of really great passes. His basketball IQ is high now. Um, so that's the way they can be as a team. So you have to build around that. And uh, Frank Vogel is building this team as though it's 2019 when they didn't have Russell Westbrook. He's not building this team with Russell Westbrook on it. He's building it for what trying to... F- uh, structure it like that team that won the championship. But your team and roster are very different. So we're going to do different things, and we're going to go through a whole breakdown of the rotations and how we would do it to solve their problems that they're having. Okay. Let's start it off here. The first six minutes of the game, the starting point guard is Russell Westbrook. The two guard, very important here. Malik Monk. Okay. Malik Monk, great three-point shooter. Right? Very high level. Okay. And he can shot create for himself. So on top of just being a great three-point shooter, he can also, okay, we need a guy to create his own shot. He can do that. He's very undervalued. Oh, he's a smaller two guard, six foot three, six foot two. You have Russell Westbrook can guard the two spot. Okay, the three, LeBron. Great, we already knew that. The four, Carmelo Anthony. Now, I would not have guessed this before the season started, but nobody has exceeded expectations more and proven more and proven what they are more and what their value can be is so much higher than we thought at the beginning of the season than Carmelo Anthony. We thought Melo was going to be the ninth, 10th, 11th guy off this bench. Oh, situationally, he's a good three-point shooter. He developed in Portland. No, he is 
getting to his spots, getting efficient mid-range looks. He is shooting the lights out from the three-point line. He thinned down a little bit, so he's putting in a lot of effort and understands that he has to put in effort on the defensive end, and he tries, right? He's still long. He's still six foot eight, so he still has a body. And then you have Anthony Davis. Oh, LeBron, drive. He can kick it to everybody except Russell Westbrook. Now you have more options. Now you have more spacing. Now you have more skilled shooters. Oh, we're going to load up on stopping people at the rim. Oh, my gosh. Oh, they kick it out. Oh, okay. The defense rotated. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Melo has the ball. He just got an ISO. You know what I mean? Like, this creates so many... Because now these guys, when they get the ball, it's not just like Alex Crusoe who just stands in the corner. He catches the ball. If he doesn't open, he just passes it again. He does nothing. But when Malik Monk hits it, and if everybody, all the whole defense collapses on the other side because of Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, now he gets more space to create. Right? Now there's more spacing. Spacing is hyper key. There's nothing more important when you have Russell Westbrook and LeBron James with Anthony Davis paired together. Because they need spacing to survive. I don't care what kind of defensive impact you think it might have negatively for Melo. It's not that big as it is vital to have the shooting. This is the starting lineup. Now, it wouldn't be Malinka Monk if Kendrick Nunn was healthy. I think Kendrick Nunn, oh my gosh, would be perfect in this role. He shot 40% from the three-point line on catch and shoots last year. He's a shot creator and another ball handler. So he's a better shooter than Malik Monk and can shot create more consistently than Malik Monk. So dear goodness, I would be starting him. Kendrick Nunn, when he gets back and healthy. Now. I love this starting lineup. This is the kind of lineup you got to throw out there. This is the game of basketball is no longer you win NBA championships through defense. You don't win playoff series through defense. If that was the truth, then why didn't the Knicks ever have a chance last, last year against the Hogs? There's so many teams that play defensively. Oh, we're a defensive team. It doesn't work anymore. It's because offense is so much more advanced than defense. Defense of schemes and way they play defense hasn't changed since 1980, other than allowing those zone defenses now. Seriously, the same principle of, oh, push them to the baseline has been the same for years, decades, decades, they've been running the same defensive scheme. So offensive skill is at a, such a ginormous leap over defense that offensive skilled lineup is so much more important than a defensively focused lineup. Okay. Now, let's talk about a guy that's always in the starting lineup. And get right to it. Taylor Horton Tucker. 
Now, last year I was talking about Taylor Horton Tucker needs to play more in the Sun Series. He needs to play more in the playoffs. Because when the Lakers drive and kick, nobody can shot create. Nobody can be that breaker of the scheme. Oh, we have this game plan of how we're going to beat the Lakers. Oh, we kick it out to Alex Caruso. He does nothing and just stands in the corner. We kick it out to Wayne Catavius Caldwell Pope. He just sits in the corner does nothing. He scores like two points in a game. Oh, we kick it to THD. He creates off the dribble. He breaks your defensive game plan. He was extremely needed last year. Is he a good player? Dear goodness, yes. He has, has great potential for the future. Really looks good. But it is impeccably important to have Taylor Horton Tucker on the bench. Because Russell Westbrook is so greater at that than Taylor Horton Tucker. That breaker of the defensive scheme that, oh my gosh, we have this scheme. Okay, we're going to close out and we're going to stop the drive and kick in LeBron. Russell Westbrook breaks all that. You have a different team now. Okay, you need to adjust, Frank Vogel. Taylor Horton Tucker shoots 27% from the three-point line. You think it makes any sense to have... Russell Westbrook is literally the third best shooter on the floor for the Lakers. Right now. Anthony Davis is worse than him, and so is Taylor Horton Tucker. That's how bad... Taylor Horton Tucker is at shooting three-point shots. With the way this team is constructed, you have to have the shooters. You cannot have that shot creator, no matter how great of a player he is. He is very good, but he does not fit your team. Frank Vogel cannot see this. He just sees, oh, he has talent. He has shot creating ability. He is not... And Frank Vogel has failed the Lakers at putting the right people at the right places. Now, okay, six minutes after the starting lineup, we have another four-minute stretch. So from the six-minute mark to the 10-minute mark, we're subbing out LeBron. We're going to keep it Russell Westbrook because we have to keep it Russell Westbrook. We have to keep in some, one of them on the floor. Now, how? What did we just talk about? Russell Westbrook needs shooters. So put shooters on the floor with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook at the one. Isaiah Thomas at the two. Again, Russell Westbrook can guard the two guard. You know, Isaiah Thomas, not a great defender, but you need that three-point shot ability. And he's a perimeter shot creator, so they gel weather together well because they do differing things. Trevor Ariza at the three. Oh my gosh. A standstill three-point shooter that has been doing it for a decade and a half in a high-level defender. At the four, Carmelo Anthony. We need the three-point shooting. We need the spacing. And you get that shot creation ability that Melo has been showing that he... Melo basically turned back time. 
to his like last year with the Knicks. He's he's in in the renaissance season for him. And the center, DeAndre Jordan. You need somebody that can throw lobs to. You need a screener. You need an inside presence. And you need to rotate Anthony Davis out of center. Okay, so again, the starting lineup is not something they do often because Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center. Now you have to use your center depth throughout the game so Anthony Davis doesn't get worn down too much at the center position. So we're going to use DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard very strategically to save Anthony Davis for when it's the end of the game and you want him to destroy everybody at center. All right. So we're going to do that for four minutes. We're going to go to the 10-minute mark. So this is two minutes left in the first quarter, and we're basically going to put out a lineup for the next six minutes. So this is going to be from two minutes left in the first quarter to make sure I get this right. Eight minutes left in the second quarter. So now Russell Westbrook comes out of the game. All right. Now it's time to build around LeBron James. Let's see how it's done. At point guard, we have Avery Bradley. He is a good standstill shooter, good shots, good spacer, good defender. Taylor Horton Tucker. Shot creator, great defender, perfect. LeBron James. Now you need those shot creators with LeBron. LeBron is not a person that can't get by without amazing shooters in the later stages of his career because he's a ridiculous three-point shooter now. Anthony Davis at the four. Dwight Howard at the five. We're going to go big. This is a defensive lineup. Okay. A lot of defensive players. And this is going to work extremely well. Because it's going to have that shot creation LeBron needs at the Taylor Horton Tucker. in that spacing that Avery Bradley brings. So this is a perfect lineup here. So then... Okay, we did that for the six minutes. There's eight minutes left in the second quarter. We're going to have a two-minute rotation. All right, LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are going to play together, but it's going to be a little bit different for two minutes because we're resting some players. So for two minutes from the eight-minute mark to the six-minute mark in the second quarter, we have Russell Westbrook at the one, Malik Monk at the two for the same reasons we talked about before. LeBron James at the three, Trevor Ariza at the four, and Anthony Davis at the five. Now, the only difference between this and the starting lineup is Trevor Ariza because we need that three-point shooting. It's perfect, right, spacing. But the main reason why Trevor Ariza is getting a little extra minutes is Melo's older. We don't want him playing too many minutes. Then he'll just kind of like throughout the season – not be fresh. So we're definitely going to be conservative here with uh, Carmelo Anthony. And then we're going to rotate him in after those two minutes. So now the next rotation of players is going to be from six minutes left in the second quarter to uh, two minutes left in the second quarter. Wait, yes, okay. Point guard, we got Russell Westbrook. Two-guard Isaiah Thomas. 
three Trevor Reza, four Carmelo Anthony, and five DeAndre Jordan. This is just like the lineup in the first quarter. We get that shot creation ability from the outside. We get that three-point shooting. So now Russell Westbrook actually has space. Frank Vogel, crazy thought. Oh my gosh, mind-blowing. I've never heard of spacing before in a day in my life. In the last two minutes of the second quarter, we're throwing out the starting lineup again. Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis. Perfect lineup. We finish that. And then for the first four minutes of the third quarter, we're going with the same lineup. Okay? Beautiful. For the next six minutes, after that, we're going to have a rotation. This is going to be from the eight-minute mark in the third quarter to the two-minute mark in the third quarter. Avery Bradley again, Taylor Horton Tucker, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. This is another good lineup to really rotate out Russell Westbrook, give him time to rest. And we're strategically planning things out so we can have the starters in for the last six-ish minutes of the game. All right, so now we're going from the two-minute slot from the third quarter to the uh, eight-minute slot in the fourth quarter in the next rotation. That rotation is going to be Russell Westbrook, Isaiah Thomas, Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, DeAndre Jordan. All right, so we got people rested, right? You got to you got to rest Bron. These six minutes are huge for LeBron James. You can't overwork him this old, so. Next up, we have from the 40-minute mark to the 43-minute mark. So this is going to be from 8 minutes left in the fourth quarter to 5 minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's going to be Avery Bradley, THT, Braun, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard. Now this lineup's coming out to rest Russell Westbrook a little bit after playing those 6 minutes straight. For the last kick in the last five minutes of the game, we throw out the starters again. That's Russell Westbrook, Malik Monk, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony Davis for the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and get that great lineup in there. And LeBron James has already been rolling from playing three minutes before this. So this is how you do lineups. This is the spacing that the Lakers need. It's not that complicated. Don't throw out Rajon Rondo. It's not that crazy. Taylor Horton Tucker, it's so vital to have spacing on that starting lineup with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. Frank Vogel is not adapting to Russell Westbrook. He is making Russell Westbrook adapt to them. And that is a sign of a terrible coach. What would Greg Popovich do? You think Greg Popovich would... Just throw out, okay, Tim Duncan, great. We have Tim Duncan, beautiful. I love Tim Duncan. You know what Tim Duncan needs? Hmm, four more centers. I love defense and post play. Like, it's called spacing. Why do you think they had Manu? Why do you think they usually had a three, a small forward that you don't know, like Bruce Bowen that could hit the corner three and play defense? It's not that crazy. It's not that hard. It's called spacing. It's been around for two decades at this elite level. 
Just watch a game after 2000 and you might learn something, Frank Vogel. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook's playing 33 minutes. Bronze playing 34, AD 34, Melo 29, Malik Monk 19 minutes. He's so key for that starting lineup and the finishing lineup, though. And, you know, you play everybody around 14 to 33 minutes, and you let these players gel. They have two-minute rotations with the Lakers. They don't really let these lineups gel and grow together and really know, okay, this is my lineup. This is when I'm getting in. Um, so now, what's the context? Oh, Guess what? We reviewed a whole game of the Lakers. Now, they do a lot of two-minute substitutions, so we'll we'll try to like not go completely in depth, but we'll just give you some examples to show you how stupid Frank Vogel is. I mean, let's be honest here. So this was when they were playing the Boston Celtics. Now, let's remember, Frank Vogel is known as a defensive coach. Uh, And I just would like to ask the basketball addicts, let's say you're a defensive-minded coach. You're playing the Boston Celtics. Their starting lineup is Robert Williams, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown wasn't playing that game. Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Smart. Actually, it might have been somebody else at two guard, but it's not that relevant. Okay. Might have been Peyton Pritchard or something like that, but okay. You have, basically, you have to stop Jason Tatum, right? That's the common sense answer. So Frank Vogel, the defensive coach, threw out a starting lineup of Russell Westbrook. Avery Bradley, Taylor Horton Tucker, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. And you know what he said in an interview? He said it's because he wanted to improve the offense. A defensive head coach threw out Taylor Horton Tucker, who is six foot four, to guard Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, who's going to be in the All Star game, small forward, six foot eight. He is a defensive minded coach. Defensive minded. Do you understand how stupid you have to be to roll out Taylor Horton Tucker? To guard Jason Tatum. Because LeBron James has to guard Al Horford. Anthony Davis has to guard Robert Williams. A defensive head coach. He is not a defensive head coach. You know what he is? He's not a coach. He's just an absent-minded coach. He's a dumb coach. I could never... You could... You you literally... If you walked into 2K or something like that with that kind of life, you get laughed at. I couldn't imagine going to play Duke 
and Duke having this starting five that Boston Celtics have, and some dumb dumb rolling out from like Georgia Tech rolls out Chris Paul to guard Jason Tatum. He gets fired in five seconds. A high school coach fired in five seconds. Middle school fired in five seconds. AAU fired in five seconds. LeVar Ball probably knows more about basketball than Frank Vogel. Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman. I'm not kidding. Max Kellerman probably wouldn't be that stupid. And he said Kawhi Leonard's the best player in basketball. I bet you Oprah could walk out there and not put some six foot four guard on the best player in the opposing team and the only person you have to stop to stop the Boston Celtics to stop them. And he's still the head coach. Still. Because he won an NBA championship, got carried by LeBron. You want to know how bad he is? Do you remember that series? The Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, and Bam Adebayo took him to six games. Took him to six games. They had LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team. That's how terrible rotations is. I don't think you guys understand. This is atrocious. Apparently, Jason Kidd has been carrying this coaching staff behind the scenes. Because this is stupidity. I just, you you just, Jason Tatum made his first five shots. They had to call a timeout, and then they walked out with the same stupid freaking lineup. Literally, Jason Tatum went five for five from the field. And Frank Vogel was like, hmm, I put him out there. I won the championship two years ago. I just, I can't be wrong. I'm, uh, I'm Frank Vogel. Uh, it's just, ha, I can do nothing wrong. Seriously. Do you understand how stupid you have to be? And he threw out an offensive lineup with Taylor Horton Tucker, who shoots 27% from the three-point line, and Avery Bradley, who shoots like 34. Russell Westbrook's like tied with Avery Bradley as like the best shooter on the floor other than LeBron. No Wayne Ellington, no Malik Monk. You know what he is? He's a trash coach. There's a reason why we keep on saying this. We had to get out the real rotations to show you how stupid, stupid has gotten. Seriously. This is the worst NBA champion head coach in basketball Ever. You just can't help stupid. It's like you gave Ricky Bobby the head of accounting. Now, many people might not get that reference, but dear God, this is ridiculous. 
I, I, you could give a two-year-old. I'm, uh, you could, you could make a baby and just like put him out there one second into his life, and he'd make a better decision than this. Ay, 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 ay. Taylor Horton Tucker is a very good player. But he's not a good enough coach to see through the fact that he does not go well with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James at the same time. It's not that complicated. I mean, these rotations is... A lot of the times, it's it's people on the floor that makes no sense. Literally, at the end of the first quarter, he's so committed to this lineup of small guards. is like Russell Westbrook, Ellington, Braun. Yeah, it's just... It's terrible. It's trash. Trash. He puts trash on an NBA floor and gets to be a head coach, though. Seriously. It's egregious. It's terrible. And it has to go. He is the worst coach you could possibly ever have for the Lakers. He doesn't know how to rotate. He doesn't know how to build rosters. He doesn't know how to build a team and play Around his great talent. Frank Vogel. Has needed to be fired. For a very long time. And that's what this podcast has been about. Frank Vogel. Is trash. Trash. Frank Vogel. Is worth as much. To the Lakers. As the paper. In the printer. To winning an NBA championship. The printer in the Lakers office. Is worth more to that organization. Than Frank Vogel. He's terrible. They need to go. And have you seen that Golden State Warriors team? Have you seen that Kyrie Irving's going to be playing half the season? Clay Thompson's going to be coming back soon. If you do not fire Frank Vogel, you are not winning an NBA championship this year. And LeBron only has so many years. We don't know when the cliff is coming for the GOAT. But it's inevitable that it comes for everybody. And you're going to waste a season when you already know you're going to fire him in the offseason. Fire him now. Upgrade David Fitzdale from assistant coach to head coach. And go win a championship. Because this team. Has the ability. To put pressure unlike any other. Of putting so much pressure on the rim. That it shreds teams into pieces. They are the most scary team for the Warriors. That they could possibly play. In the West. 
by far. But if you keep on pulling this, you're going to disappoint everybody. And everybody's going to blame it on Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. But the real person that's shitting the bed is the coach who's not even worth being a coach. You wouldn't even let him coach your Little League team. He's that bad. Well, this is the Basketball Addicts. Uh, So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And uh, giving us a review is extremely helpful. Um, you guys can find us on YouTube. Hit and subscribe. Um, having comments on our podcast is really great. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to have a pretty big podcast coming up soon. We're going to be celebrating the 75th uh, podcast and doing stuff like that. So it's going to be re- getting really interesting around here. So yeah, I'm Jason Collins, and we're the Basketball Addicts.